We've started a series on the champion shepherd. And we've had a lot of insights on the subject of champion shepherding. We define a champion by the Cambridge Dictionary as one who supports, defends, or fights for another person, their belief, their right, or their principle. And then we define champion as a person who has defeated all opponents in a competition or series of competition so as to hold the first place. So when we say someone is a champion, it means that the person is a supporter, an enthusiastic supporter, defender, fighter for another person. Their belief, their principles, and their rights. And then when you are able to defeat or overcome, particularly in a competition, all other opponents and emerge as the first, then you are a champion. And then we understood from scripture that we as Christians or as shepherds or as ministry leaders fit this definition and so we are champions in the eyes of God because we are enthusiastically supporting and defending and fighting for Jesus Christ that's what we are doing soul winning shepherding, church planting is fighting for the beliefs of Jesus Christ. Defending the cause of Jesus Christ. And if that's what we are doing, that means that in the eyes of God, we are his champions on earth. And it's so refreshing to know that heaven views what we are doing in a, in a different light altogether. Now having talked about championship and um, the Isthmian games and how Paul related our work to a competition and how they see us from the heavens as people on a championship journey. We need to know the characteristics of a champion shepherd. So last week I talked about Prayer being the first characteristic of a champion shepherd. If a shepherd is a champion shepherd, that means that shepherd is a prayerful shepherd. But then I was careful to help us understand that what makes a champion shepherd is not just having the ability to pray, but knowing what to pray. Are you here with me? So, I talked about praying for the opening of the blinded minds so they see the light of the glorious gospel. 
Second Corinthians 4, 3 to 6. And I indicated that the people we are winning into the kingdom of God are not moved by words because their minds are blinded. And so they cannot hear words. They cannot see the glorious light of the gospel. So every champion shepherd must understand this warfare strategy and must be very prayerful in order for souls to be won. Hallelujah. So what other thing do we pray about as champion shepherds? I would like you to take this and then I'll go into my subject for today. The other thing that you can pray about or you are supposed to pray about if you're a champion shepherd is that you need to pray, write this down, pray and break the power of the prince of the air who has held them captive. Pray and break the power of the prince of the air who has held them captive. To become a champion shepherd, you must understand that the sheep, the people who belong to the Lord Jesus Christ have been held captive. Matthew 25, 41. The Bible says, Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. I said, Pray and break the power of the prince of the air who has held them captive. Now, you need to understand as a shepherd or a ministry leader that hell was not made for humans. Hell was made for Satan and his angels. However, there are people that Satan has held captive. And those people, he is taking them to hell with them. These people are disobedient towards God and his will. And so, if you are going to set people free, you need to understand that it goes beyond words. It has to take intense prayer. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 to 3. It says, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you follow the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air. So Satan rules in the kingdom of the air. It says the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. So this scripture opens your eye to understand that disobedient people, rebellious people, those who are not aligned to the precepts of Christ, those who avoid church, those who avoid the tenets of righteousness, they are not doing it because that's what they want to do. The Bible says the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. So every person who is disobedient, who is struggling with the things of God, is being influenced by the spirit who controls, in fact, the ruler of the kingdom of the air. There's a ruler controlling the lives of disobedient people. 
verses 3 says, All of us also lived among them at one time. Paul is saying, we were like that. Under the control of this spirit. So people do not just rebel. People are under the influence of the ruler of disobedience. When you give instructions, the spirit of disobedience ensures that certain people do not obey. So we need to look at things from that perspective. That this is a warfare. This is not a thing of people not doing what is right. Praise the Lord Jesus. People are under the control of the devil. That's why when you see the sinner, when you see the disobedient person, your reaction should be compassion. Regardless of what they think, they don't know that they are under the control of the ruler of the power of the air. And to defeat the ruler of the power of the air, we need prayer. Without prayer, you cannot break any siege in the life of anybody. This is what a champion shepherd understands. Media, can you show me the picture of the warrior and the dragon? It says, all of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts like the rest we were by nature deserving of wrath. He says, all of us who lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Paul is saying to the church in Ephesus that you see, the desires of our flesh, fornication, adultery, pride, insubordination, He's telling us that it is being controlled by a spirit. I mean, what will make somebody who is going to get married to you anyway be so determined above everything to sleep with you before the marriage? Think about it. The Bible is saying that people are under the ruler of the power of the air. Do you know what that means? This air that we have here, there's a spirit that is controlling that sphere, this air. You know, every time you breathe in, you are inhaling that power that has the ability to control you towards disobedience. The devil makes men disobey God so as to take a swipe at God. That's the only way he can take revenge at God. You know, when you're a child of God and you take delight in sinning, take delight in being disobedient, do you know what you are doing? You are becoming an accomplice to Satan to mock God. And every time you 
follow the desires. The Bible says you are gratifying the cravings of your flesh. Whenever you feel like fornicating, you obey fornication. Because fornication is sponsored by a spirit. And the purpose of that spirit is to send a message to heaven, to God, that look at the one that you claim to be your child. I have control over him. We got to know this in the book of Job. The Bible says that when the sons of God had gathered and they were in the presence of God, Satan also came there and appeared. And God said, have you considered my servant Job? And Satan began to talk about Job. How it is that Job is not all that God thinks he is. So there's a conversation in heaven about us. And Satan's greatest hurt and pain is that when God rejected him, God decided to make us in his image and likeness. We were like a replacement to Satan. We are the creatures on earth that Satan hates with passion. Why? Anytime Satan sees us, he sees the image and likeness of God. He sees the ones that God loves so much that after he cast him out, he came to make us. And the only way to get back at God is to try and cause the people that God loves to hurt him the same way he Satan hurt God. So when you sin, there's a greater transaction going on. When you are sinning, you are not just gratifying your flesh. You are a puppet in the hand of Satan. You are the reason why Satan is able to go back to heaven and tell God that, I told you, he's not all that you thought he was. He's mine. So sinning is giving Satan the opportunity to insult God. That's what it is. But the Bible says all of these things are because there's a ruler of the power of the air. There's an influence. People are not just sinning because they want to. There's a control. There are people who cannot control their edges. And that's why for most people, the moment you finish sinning, your conscience begins to judge you. You begin to feel like, what have I done? That's what happened to Adam in the Garden of Eden. The Bible said they began to hide. The torment of sin is because we were not created to operate like that. So the moment you finish the sin, you realize that you begin to feel guilty without anybody preaching to you. It means that the spirit that sponsors that activity has left you for a moment. Has finished using you. And at that moment, there's a conversation in heaven. He's rushing back to heaven to tell God that, I told you, I control these people that you call your children. And it makes God sad. It makes heaven sad. Children of disobedience. He says, all of us 
also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. So when you see the unbeliever, when you see that Christian who is in church but is not consistent, is not obedient, there's a prayer meeting, he's not in that prayer meeting. There's a, there's a gathering, he's not in that gathering. Paul is telling you that it is not a matter of a will. It goes beyond the person. There's a spirit sponsoring that disobedience. Disobedience is sponsored by a ruler. Not just a spirit. A ruler who is responsible for all disobedience in the earth. And I've told you, the purpose is that anytime a child of God disobeys God, you give power to Satan. To insult God. That's why the Bible says when you become born again and you keep sinning. Spiritually, you nail Jesus back to the cross. He feels the same pain. You know, that sin that gives you pleasure gives him the, the pain of Calvary. The pain of Calvary. So we pray and intercede. This is a prayer point that God break the power of the prince of the air over the people he has held captive. Over the people he has held captive. Hallelujah. Number three prayer points, what you should pray is that you pray that the Lordship will turn from darkness to light. From the power of Satan to God. This is another prayer point. That the Lordship will turn from darkness to light. From the power of Satan to God. This is another prayer point for a champion shepherd. Acts chapter 26 verse 17 to 18. It says, I'll rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. I am sending you to them. You see? He's talking to shepherds, ministry leaders, church leaders. He said, I am sending you to them to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Hallelujah. A shepherd is not a mobilizer. God's expectation of you is, is so great. He said, I am sending you to them. Those who are disobedient, the sinners, I'm sent. That's why we don't give up on people. You know, all of a sudden, people stop coming to church. What is happening? There's a ruler, there's a power of Satan. There's a power of Satan. He says, I'm sending you to them to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light. Anybody that sins is in darkness. Anybody that disobeys is in darkness. But until we go, they will not come out of that darkness. Angels do not bring sinners out of darkness. 
It is men like us. I'm sending you to them to open their eyes. To open their eyes. When their eyes are open, they will see, no, this is an abomination to God. They do these things because they are blind. That a man who is married will think about another woman. You see, that's blindness. That's blindness. That people cannot see the implications. The Bible says in the book of First Corinthians, it says that do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? He said, do you not know that the drunkard, the idolater, the adulteress, the fornicator, he says they have no part in God's kingdom. He said, that's what you were in the past, but you've been sanctified, you've been saved, you've been delivered to live a life of honor and glory to the name of Jesus Christ. Do you not know? It means that people don't know. People don't know. So we need to pray. I remember the first day I went to church after six months of being pushed and pushed and pushed. I understood the spiritual dimension of these things. I asked myself, so why was I staying home? You see, it is, I asked those questions only because my eyes were open now. But I found a better reason to stay home. When I was staying home, I felt that people going to church were wasting their time. And that day, I wept. Why? I said, I've wasted years. Years. I've allowed the devil to waste me. Kept me away from the glory of God. Kept me away from the power of God. Kept me away from relevance. My life has been wasted. I cannot lay a hold on anything. The years are counted, but my impact cannot be counted. I've just been used and dumped by the devil. But all this happened because someone prayed. Not that I was not hearing. Not that I was not hearing. So people are really under the power of Satan. So I've sent you to them to open their eyes. Open their eyes. Hallelujah. To open their eyes. Until their eyes are open, your work is not done as a shepherd. You know, there are still people coming to church um, during the Jankama Ujra. I mean, I stopped for a while. I was just looking at the people. And I saw some church members. And I asked myself, how long? How long? I mean, it's like the prodigal son. At some point, you must come to yourself. And by the time you start eating pig food, and that's what it is in the spirit. Fornication is eating the food reserved for pigs. For a saint to do that. I saw people and I said, why would people still do this? But then you know what? 
We are on a battlefield. We are God's champions, really. Frontline people in the battle. And what you see is a spirit we are fighting. We have been equipped to defeat the spirit. Our battle is not flesh and blood. If you look at people and you focus on their disobedience, you will give up. You will be frustrated. Because you are losing sight of the fact that this battle is spiritual. We are not fighting flesh and blood. You need to pray for the people. It takes more prayer than talking. I've sent you to them to open their eyes. So look at what we are dealing with. This is what we are dealing with. This is the beast that controls people into disobedience. So when we are sent out to shepherd people, we have actually been sent out to defeat the spirit that keeps God's people in captivity. That spirit is what we are fighting. A shepherd is not someone just mobilizing people. A shepherd is someone fighting the spirit that keeps God's people in captivity. A shepherd is a warrior. It's a warrior. And it's a champion warrior. That's why every night you must arise and pray. You must arise. If you're a shepherd, you are struggling to pray. This spirit would end up even controlling your life. You notice that you are a church leader, but you are under the control of the power of Satan. Church leader. You know, I used to watch these things in Nigerian movies where it's like a church elder is in a hotel with a church member. And I used to wonder, ah, how? And the person is undressed and still calling the person elder. You know, elder in a romantic way. You know, elder. Hey. Now you should think that, no, you be bad. This acting is too much. Don't you fear God? But you'll be shocked about the reality of such things. That you can be a shepherd and the honor of shepherding being called into the front line of God's army to rather save people. You see that you are rather under the control of the power of Satan. You see a church leader, a church worker filled with wine wherein there is excess. A drunkard church leader. That when they are frustrated and depressed, their go-to thing is the bottle. The green bottle or the brown bottle or these days the transparent bottle. We need to pray. We need to pray. He says, I've sent you to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light. How do you turn people from darkness? You need to pray for them. Because seeing they refuse to see. They see this is danger. Like in Proverbs chapter 6, the Bible talks about the uh, strange woman and his clients. Bible calls the young man one who is simple 
another word is foolish. It says that the strange woman has a flattery tongue. And then he says to the simple-minded man, my husband has traveled to a far country. I've perfumed the bedroom. I've laid the bed. Come and let's have a lasting time together. And the Bible says that because the man is simple, he follows like a sheep being led to a slaughter. And he goes to sleep with another man's wife. He says, wisdom cries in the street, yet no one hears. Why? The person is blind. So a shepherd must pray, travel for people. Pray for people. When you see the signs of disobedience, remember that power of disobedience. I've heard stories of people say, I'm going to pick souls up. And when they see me, they are running away. There's a spirit sponsoring that activity. You know, the last time when I was coming with mommy and we got to Jankama, he said, ah, so what, what is it at all? I said, you don't know. You've not been there. You don't know. If you are blind, if you are blind, this is it. And he said, but there's, there are no chairs. These people are just walking up and down, up and down, up and down the whole night. <laughs> up and down the whole night. Up and down. Not in Las Vegas, in Jankama. Jankama. Oh, God. Blindness is a serious disease. I mean, there's no explanation. That people want to take a swipe at God and they are doing it in Jankama. People want to sin. They, they want to disobey God. And the place they did the disobedience is called Jankama by the roadside. And they felt we have really disobeyed. Hey, mommy asked me, what is here? I said, well, they cannot see that there's nothing here. When they get to Jankama, they see it like Manhattan. That's what they see. They see glass and everything. You see young men walking from Konkonru. They are going to Jankama. They are going to drink and smoke and waste their lives. This is why we need to pray. It's not normal. Hallelujah. So you pray that let their eyes be open. Let their eyes be open. Let their eyes be open. Now think about it. You see that there's an inscription on cigarette. It says, cigarette smoking kills. What makes someone see that and take? No, these things are very deep realities. Oh. And it's not like only illiterate smoke. They are literate professors who smoke Smoke something that has the inscription, this thing kills. And then you take it and then you smoke it. <laughs> this is when you know that the Bible, the word of God is true. If I brought you DDT right now and there's DDT written on it, I'm not sure you want to. 
no matter how difficult life is, there's a spirit that's sponsoring these things. So before we talk to people, we must pray for them. Yeah, we must pray for them. The last prayer point for a champion shepherd is a pray for laborers to be sent. Pray for laborers to be sent. Matthew chapter 9 verse 37 to 38. Pray for laborers to be sent. Are you learning something? Pray for laborers to be sent. The work of God requires more workers. You see, people can gather in church. They can hear about the bedding of Jesus Christ, the need that Jesus has in his church, the need for souls to be saved, for souls to be shepherded. There are people out there who need others to tell them about the love of Jesus Christ. But there are so many people who are unwilling to take up that responsibility. This also breaks the heart of Jesus Christ. You know, just recently, uh, P.U.T. Davis has been going to a place in Shiashi. He showed me a slum that he preaches the gospel at. And... One of the significant things that he said, which really touched my heart is that one day as he was preaching to them these are drunkards and smokers but they welcome the gospel and they mentioned that nobody nobody wants them they, they are surprised that he could come to them nobody wants them They are thanking him that he did not reject them like every other person. That he came to them. These are people who are drinking and smoking while he's preaching. We say thank you that you did not reject us. And he said just recently as he was preaching and preaching, one of them got up and took money and put it down and said, no, this man has been coming here. Let's give an offering. This is our church. You see, in heaven, you can, yeah, you can. People need others who tell them about Jesus Christ. It's not about the flamboyance and extravagance. It's about souls. Souls. So we must pray for laborers to be sent. Matthew 9, 37 to 38. It says, then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Into his harvest field. You know, when we think about our harvest field, our demands, the things we need to sort out and take, we will never be able to do the bidding of Jesus Christ. There's no time. But you see, that's why Jesus is saying we should pray. Because 
it would take extraordinary people with a setting bedding in the midst of all their difficult shadows to say, I'll make time to do what Jesus is asking us to do. These people are extraordinary. So Jesus did not say that the harvest is plentiful, but the church members are few. No, because the church members are not few. The church members are not few. He did not say the harvest is plentiful, but the Christians are few. No, Christians are not few. In fact, Christians form the majority in this whole world. In this country, about 80% of the population is Christian. If we say we are evangelizing this country, some of us will not have some of the work to do. If every Christian is winning one soul in this country, some people will not be able to win that one soul. It will never get to some of us, our ten. So Jesus was trying to communicate a mystery to them. That, you see, many people say, Lord, 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 Lord. But many people are not willing. So if they are not willing, it goes beyond words. Because they've heard the word already. They've heard it so many times. But you see, he says, ask the Lord of the harvest. Therefore, to send out workers, not Christians or church members, workers. It takes a worker to wake up in the morning and say that, I am going to preach. You ask yourself, don't you have anything to do with your time? Can't you even do Facebook or Instagram or something? Don't you have anything? You see, this is what shows that the work of God is spiritual. This is what shows that he's a worker of the Lord because the Lord needs people to work for him. He needs people and we must pray for more people with the heart of working for the Lord. With a heart, a heartbeat, a bedding. Not every church member has that bedding. Because this bedding stems from a deep love, engagement. But I pray that God will give everybody that bedding. Yes, everybody that bedding. Everybody that bedding. It is that bedding that drives us to plant churches. It's that bedding that drives us. What more can I do for Jesus Christ? He said when he saw them, he saw them as sheep without a shepherd. You know, Alicia went to start a new church in Aprede. And these are people that, young people that have been abandoned. You see that? Have been abandoned. Who talked to them? Unless you are a worker, you cannot even think about them. From here to our prayer, it's not a small distance. But then you ask yourself, a young lady, very beautiful, very nice, university graduate. The world expects that you do something with your life. That's what, how they call it, do something with your life. And then this young lady will be thinking about souls. 
about the bidding of Jesus Christ. He was prayed into the work. She was prayed into the work. That's what prayer does. So when you are a shepherd, you are a PUT, you are a pastor, you have a team, or you have a lean team, people are not responding to the work. What Jesus is telling you is that you need to pray because if you don't pray, you will not send workers. Praise the Lord Jesus. But God can send workers to anywhere. And God can turn members into workers by your prayer. You see, that's their pretty people. Is this not beautiful? It's too beautiful. It's beautiful. Jesus is reigning in their hearts because a worker is on the field. It takes prayer. If you don't pray, even the workers there, the workers that you have, if you don't pray, they will stop being workers. <laughs> so you see, you cannot underestimate prayer in the work of the ministry because a champion is someone fighting a battle. Praise the Lord Jesus. Yeah. All right. Now, write these prayer points down. I've already told you. And work with them. Pray with them. All right. Pray with them. All right. In 2 Timothy 2, 3 to 5, the Bible says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Christ. You have to understand that a champion shepherd must understand the terrain. The terrain is not a soft terrain. The reason why many people become discouraged, they give up, they become slow, is that they thought that the work of the ministry was an easy work. Because usually what you see on Facebook is the product of the process. I mean, you don't see the process like what we saw. You didn't see what Alicia did to bring those people into the classroom. The camera cannot capture that. The back and forth. The chasing around. (laughs) You know, you don't see that. So when people see these things, that she's standing before them and talking to them. They begin to feel like, oh, this will be nice. At least. Have opportunity to talk to people. They will listen to me. So that desire to become important. When you talk, people not. And so on and so forth. I can do this work. Then they come into the work. You say, Lambano. Where dodge? You say LCN, where dodge? You say quiet time, where dodge? So what were you coming to do actually? Did you think this place was like a playground, like bouncy castle or what? 12 a.m. to 2 a.m., we are praying into the service 
I'm teaching you the word to go and preach. You are snoring. I'm wondering, is it the ministry or you are lost? Like you were going somewhere, you you appear there. I like, I don't get it. You don't understand that. No, it's like, what was going through your mind when you said, I will do the work of God. Use me, Lord. You took a vow, signed a consent form. You were vetted and you were asked, wherever they send you, oh, wherever they send me, I will go. And we haven't gotten there yet. Like, we haven't asked you to go anywhere. We are saying that you just stay here, let's do one or two. Even the one or two, even the one, you are not able to do it. And then still, when you wake up in the morning, and there is time for service, you put your tag on, chest out. We come to your social media, your pictures are all over the place. Ah. Sometimes I just sit back and I'm like, ah, what is happening? Or is it that I didn't communicate well or Anna? Ah. Or the language. What do they think we are doing here? Jesus said he needs workers, not sleepers. Not sleepers. You say, no, I can do it, but I want to do it through sleeping. I want to do the work through sleeping. And I want to do the work through prayerlessness. Let me show you something. Can I show you something? You see, you need to be an honest person for crying out loud. I told one person one day that, you see, if God is going to bless and promote you, he's going to use men. What you do in the midst of people, how you behave, Bible says a good name is better than riches. You must be careful. When people form an opinion about you, it becomes difficult for God to even bless you. You make it difficult for God. Bible says Jesus grew in wisdom and in favor with God and with men. You can have favor with God and you don't have favor with men. Remember, God is a spirit. And the protocol by which God blesses men is to use men to favor you. There are people who think that, well, the way me and God are, I I don't need all these things. And so they don't care about their reputation and their image. That a group of people have gathered and you are the odd one and you are okay. What impression are you creating in the minds of people? Don't you care about yourself? That people are beginning to think that you are lazy. People are beginning to think that you are prayerless. People are beginning to think, people are forming opinions about you. That you are disobedient. You you know, people will laugh with you, but they form an opinion. I told somebody one day that, listen, when people gather, try your best to behave. Try your very best to align and behave. Because once your reputation is dented, your respect is gone. 
People are just smiling with you. You have no respect in the eyes of people. And the people that can recommend you, the people that can recommend you, when they think about you, they say no. So you see that you are in one particular place for a long time. Not that there are not opportunities, but people you are working with in church begin to think that no, the way even rehearsal you don't come, meetings you don't come, this opportunity, you will disgrace me. One time somebody came here, he said, oh, he's found a job and then um, the owner of the job says his pastor should endorse the phone before they accept him. He came here and what is written is that the endorsement is like I should be able to vouch for his integrity. I took the thing, I, I read it, I said, no, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you are implicating me. No, 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 no. You see, it, 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 it's not easy for God to raise you up to a certain level. It, no, it's not a joke. For God to trust you to a certain point where people see you, they respect you, they love you, they believe in you, that's a place of trust. And God has placed many of us in a place of trust. By making you a shepherd, he has put you in a place of trust and honor. When you speak, people listen to you. You don't joke with that office. You don't joke. Because your next promotion in life, whether in your business or whether in the ministry, will be dependent on how you are handling God's work. People don't know this. People don't know this. So I told him, I cannot sign this document, because you see I can't I can't lie that's the truth I can't lie I said but pastor this is my job opportunity I said but you see if they ask me to say do you think he can do the job why not he can do it but they are asked I should vouch on your character you don't come to church you don't come for meetings when I give instructions you don't obey it's in you it hasn't gone anywhere to the best of my knowledge, it hasn't gone anywhere. <laughs> so when you go, they will say, this pastor is not truthful and Jesus will lose. I can't, I can't do that. You know, many people don't understand it. They are behaving anyhow. And then when it's time for their wedding, they will come in. <laughs> oh, pastor, <laughs> you know. And you expect me to smile back at you. No, people expect that way because the wedding is, is uh, it's your wedding. It's not my wedding. It's your wedding. Because it's your wedding, you have started coming to church every time. What kind of deception is that? You have started coming to church. Because you know that in six weeks you will need me. Many people have no integrity. They have no integrity at all. They don't think deep about how they are viewed in the eyes of others. You know, wherever favor is mentioned, God is mentioned and man is mentioned. People don't care. That's why people are not blessed. People don't care. 
They cannot be consistent. You cannot vouch for people. You cannot vouch for people. He says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Christ. The Bible is saying, Our work is like the work of a soldier. And so, one thing that must be consistent with a champion shepherd is the ability to endure hardness. And what is hardness? Lambano is hardness. You see, if you are going to fight, because the shepherd, like I told you, is a warrior. It's one going to fight spirits. So you must be trained as a fighter. You must not be trained as a chef. How do you train fighters? You train them against the tide. Okay, why don't we make the prayer 11 a.m. to 12 p.m.? No, if we make it like that, the one you are going to fight will beat you. Endure hardness as a soldier. Bismarck. Is Bismarck here? Ecclesia. Okay. Do you mind if I use your example? You don't mind? Come. You can come. You can stand here. He's a very disciplined person now. Not before. Now. Very disciplined person. Even the way he walked and you see where his hands are. It's not, that's not how he used to be. And I'm going to show you why. I'm going to show you why. Now, six months ago, is it six months ago? He came to me and told me, he sent me a message and said that. Well, before that, he came to me and said, well, he has intention of going to the military. I should pray for him. He brought a seed, he knelt down, I prayed with him. Now, along the line, he got a call and they said they have picked him for the military. And then he went. Now, when he went, he was going to be trained to become a soldier to defend the nation Ghana. Remember, a champion is one that defends another. But the military people understand that regardless of his height, his body, and everything, he cannot defend, he cannot be a champion Unless he is trained as a champion. They don't care how many war films he has watched. You know, some people can watch so many. Uh, you watch Benny Hinn, you watch Pastor Chris. And all of a sudden, you feel like, no, no, I've got this thing. I, I understand. I understand. Some people, because you've been in church all your life, you say, oh, <laughs> this thing is not. Just appoint me. Let me show you something. You see, listening to someone doesn't mean you are the person. You can listen to someone and be charged. Your, your room can be charged. You feel like, I have become Benny Hinn. I'm just looking for someone to heal. You will be shocked. That's a deception of many Christians. So they avoid training. They feel that they've been trained already. Do you know how many war movies he has watched? <laughs> There are people here because they've watched a lot of war movies. They believe that when something happens right now, they, they know some moves to make. But I'm telling you, it's not like that. It's not like that. Don't think like that. Oh. It's not like that. It's an illusion. It's an illusion. When they put AK-47 in your hand, you urinate on yourself. 
<laughs> you forget that you were the one that was watching, uh, you know, that movie, Commando. And you were telling Arnold Schwarzenegger that, no, you shot this one first. You should have shot this one first. So people see the work of God from afar. And they see it as, oh, this thing, we can do it. What is a micro church? We can do it. What is a financial partner? We can do it. What is a council member? Oh, we can do it. They weigh the thing light. So for six months, I wasn't hearing from him. Six months. The Bible says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Christ. So if we want to compare ourselves to any work in this earth, as Christians, shepherds, pastors, the work we are supposed to compare ourselves to is the work of what? A soldier. The training we are supposed to go through is a training of what? A soldier. The heart we are supposed to have is the heart of what? Soldier. Have you seen a soldier who misses meetings like you are called to be in rank and you are not there? And you are okay, you are, you are laughing in your house. <coughs> Why didn't you come for the meeting? Well, thank you very much for the question. Wow. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. That's when I lost hope. There was a point I lost hope when someone said, thank you very much for the question. That's a very, you can see that this is a very prepared response. I know everything that will be coming is very, hey, look, go and be a, a bank teller or something. Or, yes. Ministry work. Souls of men. When the ruler of the power of the air is not sleeping. So he came back after six months. I was so happy to see him. So excited. I said, Bismarck, what happened to you? You've lost so much weight. That shows he did not go for a party. You're a shepherd. All your cheeks have become this thing. You're a shepherd. You are eating three square meals plus midnight eatings. You're a shepherd. Shepherd, oh. <laughs> what is happening to us? He said, endure hardness. A shepherd, you go through a little challenge. In the work. In the work, you can endure the hardness. You are spoken to a certain way. You say, me, are you talking to me like that? Do you know who I am? Is it because of this work that you are talking to me like that? <laughs> Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. So when he came back, I said, okay, so... Sit down, sit down, sit down. I miss you. Sit down. Let's talk. Wow. At least we have a soldier in this ministry. So it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So tell me what, what happened. He said, Daddy, it's not easy. <laughs> I said, what happened? He said, for six months, I didn't eat pepper. Am I right? For six months, I didn't eat salt. Am I right? Yes. I said, what happened? Is it the... Are they short? Can I? Can we send some to them? Is it? Can they can't afford it? Oh, tell me. He said no. All right. So help us. Why? Why? 
do they not allow you to eat pepper and salt? Thank you, Daddy, for the opportunity. Uh, the reason why we weren't giving salt and pepper, it's because of the training, the kind of training we go through. They told us that salt won't be good for us and pepper too won't be good for us. So for all, during the six months, we weren't giving salt and pepper. So all the food he ate in six months is without salt and pepper. This is what Jesus was talking about. If you want to follow me, you must deny yourself. So for the first time, he denied himself of salt and pepper. Why? He has his eyes fixed on the prize. He wants to be a soldier. You want to be a shepherd, but you don't want to deny yourself of sleep. He wants to be a soldier. When they told him, he had the opportunity to say, no, that's not what, I'm coming back home. He said, yes. Though I've not done it before, for the first time in my life, I'm going to eat without salt and I'm going to eat without pepper. You also told me that they don't allow you people to walk. You are always running. Yes, please. Yes. So, so what happens, the very first day we got there, they told us that walking won't be part of our life again. So wherever you are going, you have to move in groups and you have to double. You have to run. And whilst running, you have to be shouting left, right, left, right. And that was, we didn't understand until the latter part of that day explained it to us that since we are civilians, they wanted to break our voice and have their military voice. So whilst you are shouting left, right, left, right, it will get to a point where you, your voice will break and you start having the military voice. So, <laughs> so that was the purpose. So they are taking you from the civilian way of thinking because God needs you to do something that requires a new way of thinking and a new way of behavior. Many of you have accepted the responsibility, but you are not adjusting your life. You see civilians, they walk as if Jesus is not coming. That's how civilians work. Even in church, when civilians are coming to church, leaders, prayer is going on. They are on their phone, chatting, walking like they are models. No, ag- no agency. But then when he got to the camp, no walking. When you get up, you start jogging. You start running. Because they are preparing you for something big. Am I not preparing you for something big? What, what did you sign up for? Did you sign up for, like when you come then, you know, just be sitting around doing picnics and pancakes and things? Maybe that's how some people expect it. And that's, some people are disappointed. Say, why is it that every day LCN, LCN, maybe this is not what I signed up for. Please, what did you sign up for? Thou therefore endure hardness. Can you show me the video of when they were eating and you, are, you eat for how long? Tell me. Like, what's the time frame? 
on on our training program is 30 minutes, but you'll be delayed and you only have five minutes to eat. So within that five minutes, the food too is also hot. So what we normally do is we go with our water. So when they give you, let's say, beans and gari, what we do is we pour the water inside and we, we drink it as soakings. So you drink the gari and beans yes, as soakings. Whenever we're also giving rice and soup, we also do it same. We pour, pour the water. water in the rice and soup and drink the food. Yes, please. Because the time is five minutes and you can't be chewing the rice. You have five minutes to eat. Yes, please. Show, show us a video. It's a short video, so give us a song. Apart from what is in your mouth, don't eat again. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Show us some of the drills. Show us some of the pictures. So this is him when he went there. He had to now change the way he's dressing. Tell us, what was in this? Is this your own chop box? They require that you, you come with a chop box. Please, it was given to us the first day we got there. Okay. So, we didn't go with the chop box, but it was given to us. What is happening here? So, the previous picture was when we were given our chop boxes. Immediately, they gave us where to run to our lines with our chop box. So this was when we were moving from... Did you have items in it? Yes, please. Endure hardness as a good soldier of our Lord Jesus Christ. So these are some of the things that... And then they had to shave your hair and leave a piece. What's the rationale behind that? So they are... We are being trained by soldiers, and mostly for easy identification, you have to put on the topiojo. That's how we call it, topiojo. So you trim Sakura and you just leave something so that merely an instructor sees you, he'll know that you are a recruit and you are on the job. Wow. You must be identified. Some of you don't want to identify with the sufferings, you want to identify with the Glory. What is happening here? Is there a real light pole? Yes, please. We have an introduction to locks. How we will be we will train with the locks. So this was an introduction. So this was what was going through the mind of God when he was calling for shepherds, militarized people, endure hardness, endure hardness. Imagine you are eating without salt, you are eating without pepper, and you are doing this consistently. If you are truly a champion shepherd, you should have this expression. Yeah, you should have this expression. 
In prayer, you should have this expression. Endurance. Okay, show us other pictures if there are. Now, the glory is coming. You see, this uniform was not given to him first, but after the training, the training, as you are going through the training, it means that you are qualified. Yes. Now, you can hold this. So, did you learn how to handle the gun? Okay. We're taught uh, different types of weapons and how to use them. Like for this one, this is a rifle, mm. M16 rifle. At first, we didn't know the difference between a rifle and a gun. There's actually a difference between a rifle and a gun, and this one is a rifle. So we're taught how to use it. Okay. And this is the word of God. If you are going to be a champion shepherd, you must know how to use the word of God. And that's why you are being trained to have your quiet time. Because the word of God is the weapon. The weapon you are going to use. So if you say, I, the quiet time, some people say, well, the quiet time, if you can take that one out. How can you be a soldier? You don't know how to use the weapon. And you, you want to be excused from the weapon, but you want to go to war. And as a commander, I know when you go without a weapon, you will be killed. But then when I'm enforcing that, learn to be skillful with the word, with the weapon. Remember in Matthew 4, when Jesus was approached by the devil, the devil used the weapon. If you are the son of God, at this stone into bread. He also replied with the weapon. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by everywhere that proceed out of the mouth of God. If you are the son of God, jump out. At that time, there was no Bible. But Jesus at 12 years had mastered the use of the weapon. So when the enemy shoots, he's able to shoot. There are shepherds who cannot quote six scriptures at a go. Because when you give them the weapon, they say no. 